A Florida daycare worker was fired after the mother finds notes written on the toddler's belly. And Florida hunters catch 80 pythons during a week-long event called the 2020 Python Bowl. And car vending machines are on the rise in Florida. These are the weird stories for today, Friday, Florida Friday. All these stories come out of Florida. It's Florida Friday. Of course they're coming out of Florida. This is Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast that does Florida Fridays. You love it. You want it. Here it comes. You're listening to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A Florida daycare worker has been fired after writing a message on a child's stomach. A daycare worker was let go after a mom discovered a message asking for more diapers. It was written in marker on her son's chest and stomach. More diapers, please. SOS. This child is a mess. In a Facebook post, Heather Chisholm posted the photos showing the ink-stained skin of her one-year-old son. The message read, quote, Mom, I'm out of diapers. Please read my report. Chisholm said, A worker at the Children's Educational Center of the Islands in Sanibel wrote this message on her son's little body after she had forgotten to check the daycare's daily report. Here's a quote from her. Immediately I was upset. I didn't know what to do. I called family. I said, is this something I should be upset about? <laughs> is this something I should be upset about? The, a daycare worker drew all over your son? Yeah, I think this is something you can be upset about. <laughs> wow, Florida parents, they have no clue. She asked, am I overreacting? They told me I wasn't. This is what she told the media. She said she sees several teachers at drop-off and pick-up every day and that any of them could have just told her that she needed to bring in more diapers. They could have just told me to bring in more diapers. They didn't have to scrawl it on my son's navel. Yeah, well, they did, Chisholm. Chisholm says it's the second time a daycare worker wrote a message on her son. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> How did this happen twice? After it happens the first time, honey, maybe go to another daycare, Right? I mean, are you out of your mind? It's the second time they wrote on her son. Wow, jeez, man. Who's who's writing on children? What is this all about? <laughs> of course, a Florida daycare. My goodness. I guess you should be thankful they're only writing on your son instead of branding your son with like one of those hot pokers. <laughs> Chisholm's Facebook post has been shared about 50,000 times. Hundreds of comments from upset parents. They're saying such things as, It wasn't right what happened. It wasn't. And it's nice to know I'm not the only one who thought that. The executive director of this children's educational center released a statement saying the teacher has been removed following the incident. We are aware of the incident at the school. We're terribly sorry for the distress it has caused the family involved, as well as all of our families. It was a breach of our professional ethics on the part of the teacher. The school has taken immediate action to remove the teacher from the school. From the school. Before we did so, we scrawled loser right across her forehead so that she feels ridiculous as well. We are reviewing the protocols already in place to ensure that nothing like this occurs again, including hiring after-school daycare people who don't have criminal records and who don't seem like they're criminally insane. The problem is we're having a hard time finding people with these qualities as employees at the place because this is the state of Florida and everybody seems to be mentally unstable in this state. Please help us. 
Uh, of course, I made up half of that statement. It didn't really go like that. But you can imagine it going like that, obviously. Oh, poor Chisholm. She struggled to get the markings off her child's belly. She scrubbed it using several baby wipes, and it just wouldn't come off because it's permanent marker. <laughs> she said, I had plans to take the kids to the beach to play, and now I can't because my son has writing all over him. Scrawling the words, I need more diapers. People are going to think I'm a terrible parent if they see this. I can't take him to the beach. Oh, man, I can't believe this wasn't the first time that it happened either. That's unbelievable. But everybody, everybody, no need to worry. The Florida Department of Children and Families said that they're looking into this incident. <laughs> Don't worry. The Florida Department of Children is all over the case. <laughs> you know, you can can, de you can depend on the Florida Department of Children to make sure everything's hunky-dory in Florida child care land. <laughs> You're out of your mind. <laughs> Are you guys excited about the Super Bowl? I'm so excited. What's weird is I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl on a Monday morning at 7.30 a.m. because I'm in Asia while you guys are watching it Sunday night if you're in the West. Crazy, but I love football so much. I will not miss this game. Funny, I'm going to be having my morning coffee while watching the Super Bowl instead of a beer and chili. That'll be a first for me. I want to tell you about another bowl event that takes place in the state of Florida. It's called the Python Bowl. Have you heard of it? It's the Super Bowl of snake hunting. Snake hunters capture 80 pythons over a week-long competition in the Everglades. The article says, It wasn't the touchdown that the Everglades needed to win the game against its fiercest enemy, but the 2020 Python Bowl did score some points in raising awareness about Florida's most destructive, invasive species, the python. Hunters in the special Super Bowl edition of the annual Florida Python Challenge captured 80 exotic snakes, during a 10-day competition that attracted more than 750 people from 20 states. Unbelievable. By tapping the hype surrounding the country's biggest sports event, wildlife managers wanted to send a message to the world. Pythons are decimating native wildlife in the Everglades, and the state is doing everything it can to control them. I didn't know that pythons were really just destroying all the wildlife in the Everglades. Yeah, something should be done about them. You know what, you know what else is destroying the wildlife in the Everglades? All the people in Florida that are on meth, they're definitely destroying the wildlife. Something should be, do, should be done about those people as well. We should have a, uh, a meth bowl. <laughs> Floridian meth bowl. Wow, I'm such a jerk. Here's a quote from uh, the chief executive officer of the Everglades Foundation. We want everyone to know that the python is a very serious threat to our beautiful Everglades. Burmese pythons, which first appeared in the Everglades in the late 70s, have no predators. And they reproduce very successfully, with each female laying up to 100 eggs every year. Oh, goodness. The Everglades provides an all-you-can-eat buffet for pythons as well. Native populations of marsh rabbits, raccoon, deer, possum. These have dwindled significantly as the voracious snakes continue to expand their range in South Florida. Pythons also eat bird eggs and even small alligators. Some researchers estimate there are between 100,000 and 300,000 pythons slithering around the marshes and tree islands of the Everglades. Over the past few years, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission have paid hunters to remove the snakes. The bigger the snake, the more money with bonuses for egg-bearing females. Wow, that's fabulous. The district last year doubled the number of python removal agents to 50, in fact. Another hunting effort is this python challenge used to happen every three years, but it's now going to take place annually because they have to up 
the python removal efforts. Winners in the 2020 Python Bowl included seasoned snake wranglers like Mike Kimmel, known as the Python Cowboy, and Tom Rahill, who runs Swamp Apes, an organization that takes war veterans to the Everglades. Kimmel, a professional bounty hunter who in March last year caught the landmark 2,000th python for the district, bagged eight pythons during the Super Bowl challenge. (laughs) He won an all-terrain vehicle as the grand prize. Ooh, fabulous. Rahil scored top prizes for the longest python, a 12-footer, and the heaviest python, 62 pounds, and won himself a total of 4,000 bucks. Wow, this is fun. I'd like to go down to the Everglades and catch pythons uh, in the swamp. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be a good time. Actually, no, I don't think I could handle that. That seems very dangerous. Um, I would just like to ride around in the back of the swamp boat and just point out where the python is and then, you know, let uh, Mike Kimmel, the python cowboy, take over from there, right? Unbelievable, the amount of pythons in Florida. This is another reason why you just can't be in Florida. I don't know why you're there, guys. Alligators and pythons. 300,000 pythons in that state? Are you out of your mind? 300,000 pythons and daycare workers that write with magic marker on the bodies of babies. How? How do you do it, Floridians? I just can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. (laughs) Yay! Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Would you ever buy a car out of a vending machine? I recently bought salmon out of a vending machine. And I'm about to make a video of me cooking it and eating it. And I'll let you know how that tastes. You can see the videos of me purchasing salmon out of an ATM machine on the Patreon, among other places. Uh, Well, car vending machines are on the rise, apparently, in South Florida. A South Florida resident's board of buying used cars in the same old way now have an eye-popping new option. A company called Carvana has just unveiled its fourth car vending machine in Florida. It's located... In Doral, D-O-R-A-L. Isn't that a cigarette brand, Doral? Do those cigarettes come from Florida? Oh, don't smoke those. They're, they're, they'll make you insane. This car vending machine apparently works like any other. After purchasing a car through its website, Carvana gives you a coin. It's a large coin, and you drop it into a slot. The Carvana Tower's gears word a life. An elevator climbs up an eight-story tall tower to the space where your car has been parked. It is then loaded onto the elevator bed, descends back to the ground, and is deposited outside. Yeah, I watched a video of this, and it is. There's about eight or nine cars stacked on top of each other like a vending machine would, and the car just slides out and comes down to you via elevator. This thing is wacky. I, I don't know how this works. Do you just randomly get the next car? Like, I... If you're buying a car, you should be able to pick it out. You don't get a random... They're different colors. How do you know which one you're going to get? You're going to roll the dice with the color of your car? That seems strange to me. Uh, Ryan Keaton is this chief brand officer. He says that this machine is a gimmick, but it's an effective one. Here's a quote. You're driving along the highway, bro, and all of a sudden you see this giant stack of cars encased in glass. That tends to stay with people. Yeah. Carvana is not a broker. 
Rather, it owns its entire inventory of used cars. Oh, these are used cars. Okay. That means one-stop shopping for vehicle hunters. While some online customers have reported ordering cars that came with defects and almost all advise getting the car checked out by a local mechanic, most reviewers' experiences have been positive. Yeah, but what about the people buying from the vending machine? I want to know about their experiences. Besides the vending machine, Carvana also touts having entirely eliminated the, eliminated the dealership process. Wow, this is crazy. So you buy the car online, then you just drive around to this to the vending actual vending machine. You go to the vending machine that's just placed somewhere. It's not a dealership. It's it's its own standing machine separate from a dealership. You put your coin in and the car comes down. I can't believe this. In addition to ordering out of the vending machine, Carvana also delivers straight to your door. Wow. I don't know much about this company and I didn't go deep into it. Um but this is a this is kind of a wacky way to purchase a car and I, I'd, I'd be curious to know how many people would do this, buy a car out of a vending machine. It seems like you have a lack of control if this is how you're doing it. You know, when you eat Pez, you, you know, you open the neck and you just get the next one. You don't know what it's going to be. Um, they, they may be loaded with the same flavor, but like sometimes they're mixed and matched in there and you don't know what you're getting. Like a bubblegum machine, boot, blah, blah, blah. You know what's going to fall. You don't know what's going to fall out. It could be any color. It could be the black one that comes out that tastes like licorice or something. Who likes that bubblegum? I mean, no one's enjoying that. You know, you want the cherry or the blue one usually. You know, the green one comes out. You're like, ah, man, come on. The yellow one, so lame. So you're going to buy a car this way? No control over what comes out? That seems amazingly dumb to me with your finances. You're going to drop five grand on a used car and you can't even pick out which one it is. Would any of you buy it like this? Ah, it seems strange to me. I would not, but, you know, I leave it up to you. Call Weird AF News, 646-450-2012. Have you bought anything weird out of a vending machine? You know, I, I just bought that salmon, and I've been told that in Japan, they have crazy things in vending machines, like, um, I don't know, women's underwear, apparently. The good thing is I'm going to be going to Japan in a few weeks, and I can let you know all about it. Well, my fellow weirdos, once again, we lead into the weekend with some crazy stories out of our favorite state, Florida. I'm pleased that you joined me. Uh, help me out by rating the podcast, subscribing, telling a friend about it. I want to thank everybody who reached out to me, sent me articles from the state of Florida. That's always helpful. I want to send some love to Chantel Bailey, who reached out to me on Facebook and says, I listen to your podcast in the morning, Jonesy, from Knoxville, Tennessee. Ooh, yeah, Knoxville, Tennessee, baby. We get some really crazy stories out of Tennessee this week, huh? There's a couple of them I remember. Um, also, Monty Skelton reached out to me on Instagram. He says, uh, hey, Jonesy, I travel a lot as a musician, and I'm always listening to your show. I don't think I ever miss one. I'm especially a fan of Florida Fridays, of course. If you are ever in need of a solo musician or a band or anything, let me know. Yes, Monty Skelton, I will definitely let you know. I was thinking about putting together, who knows, the Weird AF Band. How, that might be fun. You know, I, play, I sing a little bit. Play. You don't like my singing, but, I mean, some people do. I play a little bit of, of guitar. I don't know if you've heard me, but... Occasionally, I'll just pick up the guitar and improv a little ditty on the show. I've done that many times. I don't know if any of you have ever appreciated that. But yeah, those are my skills. They're not, you know, over-the-top professional. But, you know, I bring a little bit to the table. Okay, I got a little bit. Me and Monty could put something together, I'm sure. The Weird AF Band coming to a city near you. I don't know. I'm just imagining where it could go. <laughs> it sounds novel. I love novelty. I love getting together with my fellow weirdos as well. Uh, thank you for reaching out. You guys can... Hit me up on social media anytime. The lines are open, baby. On Instagram, it's at Funny Jones. On Twitter, at Funny Jones. On Facebook, Comedian Jonesy. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. The phone number to the show, 646-450-2012. Please call. Tell me about 
you know what you think about these stories. Tell me I'm tell me I don't know shit. I'm okay with that as well. Uh, or just wish me a, a wonderful weekend and, and safe travels in Asia, and hope that I don't get a virus while I'm out here. Um, <laughs> how about that? How about send Jones send Jonesy some wishful healthy travels? That'd be cool. Safe travels, Jonesy. Thank you. No, a lot of people have actually said that to me, so I want to thank you all for your concern. I'm um, I'm fine though. I'm gonna be fine. Uh, lastly, check out the Patreon. P a t r e o n patreon.com slash weird af news i've been putting up videos of my escapades in asia and uh there's a there's some bonus episodes up there as well there's like over 24 hours of bonus episodes uh most of them i've done with a fellow comedian so it's like two people covering the the news which is pretty cool um just just something that you get that's a little bit different on the patreon so check that out support the show i hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and we'll see you on monday